And I want to talk about what's working being in relationships. <laughs> so on today's show, I have a very special guest, my husband, who's going to share with us what's working and what's not working during this pandemic and just in general. Percy, honey, thanks for being on. You are listening to episode 22, season two of the Latina Mom Legacy podcast. Have you thought about what's working and not working for you these days? In today's episode, I want to catch up with you and share with you what's working and not working for our family. Join us as I offer my latest tips on raising a bilingual daughter, what's working in business, and what's working in my relationship with a very special guest appearance by my husband. Plus, what are we struggling with? Así que no te lo pierdas. You're listening to the Latina Mom Legacy Podcast, where we empower moms raising bilingual kids, talk about growing up Hispanic and tradiciones, and celebrate motherhood. It's time to keep it real, learn tips and tricks from other moms like you, and start creating a legacy your abuela would be proud of. If you're a Latina mom or have a multicultural family like mine, then you're in the right place. I am your host, proud immigrant daughter, rock star wife, mom to five-year-old Victoria Grace, Soy yo. mi legacy founder and cafecito lover, Jani Pérez. Hola, hola. How are you? I hope that you're doing well. It is election day. Ah! <laughs> Have you voted? Did you vote by mail? Did you drop off your vote in the ballot box? Or are you waiting in line? I hope that no matter who you vote for, that you just vote. That is the beauty of this country, that uh, you have a voice and that you can use that voice of yours in the form of a ballot and vote. So we already voted. We made it a family event. And it was great. Victoria was very sad because she didn't get to vote. And she was just, <laughs> what is it, that she almost started crying. She was just really upset that she didn't couldn't vote. We just dropped it off in the ballot mailbox and that was it. But it was, I mean, we made sure to tell her that it was a big deal and we kept our votes private because we can vote for whomever we want. That's a wonderful thing. So I hope that I can keep you company today as you wait in line, wherever it is that you are in the U.S. Of course, if you're not in the U.S., thank you for listening. But I hope that I can keep you at least a little bit of company and provide some sort of useful information and content. I mean, that's always the goal, right? So how was your Halloween? So I have to tell you about our Halloween because it, it started off uh, very interesting because Victoria has a little procedure that she has to undergo on Wednesday. She's been having a lot of digestive problems and she's always suffered from reflux for many years like as a baby and then it stopped for, for a number of years. And now to be honest, since the pandemic started, it started flaring up again and now it's just gotten progressively worse to the point where every single day she has reflux. So we've changed her diet. And as you know, she's she already had allergies. So she's on a she's been on a pretty limited diet and we haven't been able to figure it out. So long story short, she's gonna have an endoscopy done on Wednesday. And in order for her to get the endoscopy, she had to have the COVID test. Now I have had a COVID test done right after I don't know if I shared this with you I don't remember but <laughs> the mom brain <laughs> but after I came back from Florida I had COVID test done because you know you want to be safe and sure and you know make sure that you're not like spreading it so 
Anyway, she had to have the COVID test done. And when they did it to me, it was just not fun. Like, not fun at all. They shoved that Q-tip so far up my nose that I literally had tears down my eyes. So I was just like, oh my God, this poor kid. She's going to hate it. She's going to start screaming. She's going to start crying. And the lady came in, had the big swab, swabbed her nose, and my kid didn't flinch. I was like, oh my God. God, she did so good. I was so proud of her. She did so well. I think I had a worse reaction than she did, but kudos to her. So that was the start of Halloween. And then we dressed up. And if you're curious to see what we dressed up at, you as you can just go to to at Me Legacy and check out our Halloween pics. We we were the crew from down under. <laughs> no, not from Australia. <laughs> from under the sea. So Victoria was was a mermaid, and uh, we were. We were fun. We were all, all kind of part of the crew. So so that was fun. And you know that we, you know, we just we didn't go trick-or-treating. We just hung out. We did stop by a friend's house um, with our masks and we dropped off some goodies and the kids got to hang out for a little bit and then we went to one of the local farms. They were doing like a, a night uh, a pumpkin light up thing. So we went to do that. And it was good. It was all chill. It was all chill. And then we celebrated El Dia de los Difuntos, El Dia de los Muertos. We celebrated my father-in-law's birthday, uh, who was, that was on the first. And I just, you know, we listened to to music by our favorite um, artists that have passed, like Chris Cornell. And I listened to some Nirvana. And it was good. It was just a, a good kind of um, chill day and they didn't make a dinner but I made a nice big breakfast and we invited our our difuntos to come join us and and that was nice and our perritos <laughs> so that was good that was fun and that was it I mean Victoria didn't have a lot of candy which was great I mean but she didn't have a lot of candy and after interviewing Ivy Fua who is a pediatric dentist, I was a little bit like, yeah, no, we're not going to do that candy. We're not going to do that candy. We're not going to do that. <laughs> so if you haven't listened to that episode, that is episode 21. She was great. She has a lot of great information, how to take care of our children's teeth. I mean, there were so many things that I didn't know. So that was a, that's a great episode to listen to if you haven't listened to that. I know a lot to catch up on, a lot to catch up on. This is why I wanted to do this episode because I feel like I always interview people and I'm always on the go and always so busy, right? But I don't really have a lot of time to catch up with you and I really want to have that one-on-one. -on -one. So I was like, this would be a good episode. That and the person that I was going to interview had an emergency and we had to reschedule. So, But then I was like, you know, it's, a, it's an excuse for me to talk to you. <laughs> Did I just sound like Trump right there? <laughs> For me to talk to you. <laughs> I've been watching too much SNL. <laughs> Before I forget, I want to tell you about the survey that is going on. If you want to enter to win one of three $50 Amazon gift cards or one of three $50 Mi Legacy shop gift cards, you can check that out at milegacy.com. Just scroll down. It's right on the homepage. You can just scroll down and there's a link that says take the survey to win a gift card. It's a five-minute survey asking you some questions about, you know, some of the stuff on the site, on the some products. And basically, I want to know what you like, what you don't like. My goal is always to listen to you. My goal is always to create a brand for the public and to serve. So hopefully I can continue to serve you and we can continue to make products that you love. All I ask, honestly, all I ask is that you be honest and that's it. 
and your honesty, your five-minute honesty will uh, enter you to win. And you have six chances of winning, so, you know, there you go. It's a nice early Christmas gift, right? <laughs> Who doesn't want to go shopping? <laughs> okay, on today's show, I am going to offer you the best tips on what's working, and I'm going to share with you what's not working for me and what's not working in our family. And I have a very special guest appearance by none other than mi esposo, my husband. He's gonna make a cameo. He was like, what? <laughs> I just threw him into the mix too. <laughs> I wanna share what's working with uh, with him and what's working with us. And uh, I hope that you like it. Espero que te guste. Have a great one. Remember, vote, okay? Ciao, ciao. Let's talk about what's working. So I wanted to share just what's working for me and what's not working. You know, this is a, a learning process. This is a growing process because this is life. And, you know, nadie nació aprendido. That's, that's one of my mom's favorite saying. And the reality is that we all change. We all grow. We all evolve. And if we're not growing, learning, and evolving, we're really not living, right? In our bilingual home, in this bilingual journey, what's been working for us right now is number one, reading, traditional reading, books. Books always work in English and in Spanish. Uh, we try to read every day for at least 15 minutes. I mean, some days we're not able to, but that is the goal for us to read at least 15 minutes. Uh, usually it's about 30 minutes that we're reading. I'll start either in English or in Spanish. And what we'll do is we'll alternate. Like sometimes I find Spanglish books that I'll share with you. And that seems to be working very well. You have to remember Victoria is still five. And the fact that she's reading in English and Spanish is makes me very proud. But it's been something that we've been working on for a long time. I started reading to Victoria when she was four months old. And when she was four, five, six months, I would read in a day. I would read about 30 books, no lie, because I wasn't working at the time. I think it was also a way to fill my day because I needed something to do. It was entertaining to entertain her, to read to her. And, and I loved and I, and I do love reading. I do love books. So that process for that love of, of books has just completely evolved. And if you have a baby, if you, you know, si quieres que hable español, si por lo menos que escuche el idioma for them to listen to the language, start early. It's never too late, but books is probably the best way that you can get them to, to listen to the sounds, to help them when they start reading in English or when they start reading in different languages, it really is a way to, to kind of open that door. So books is number one in our home. Now, the books that we're reading right now are, they're a little bit older for her age, and you have to know your child. You know if your child is ready, like what their maturity level is, and depending on their maturity level, you decide if they can handle a book that's a little bit older for their age or not. I mean, some kids are definitely more mature and they can't. Victoria is, for her age, uh, a mature little girl. And we are reading books that, that have some language that they may say idiotas or they may say estupidos. I won't not say it. I'll still say it, but I explained to her that these are words that are not nice words that we generally don't use in our everyday life, but that is part of language. You know, you can't tell them that a certain word doesn't exist because we say it and we use it. And so she's heard me curse a lot in English and Espanol <laughs> because behind closed doors, I mean, I have la grande that my mom would be like, <gasps> she knows they exist, but 
funny enough, she doesn't repeat it. Why? Because I don't make it a big deal. Mom said a bad word. It's not a nice word. If you want to say it, say it, but it's not a good word for an adult. And it's not a good word for a kid. So she's just like her logic. Again, she's mature. That's her maturity level. You may have another kid. They'll just be like, <laughs> they have to know what they're capable, what their maturity level is. So anyway, right now we're reading uh, Los Tipos Malos. It is, if you haven't heard of, I think it's called The Bad Guys in English. I found them in English and then I always try to find like books like these in Spanish first so that she falls in love with them in Spanish first. And then if she really likes them, then I'll get them in English. So Los Tipos Malos, they're hysterical. In a nutshell, what it is, it's these four, typical four villains that want to be good. So you have or a wolf, you have uh, a cobra, you have a piranha, you have a shark. And it's their journey on becoming good guys. And the writing is just so good. And it's so funny. Like, it's one of these books. Like, you know that there are books that you just like read and you're like, oh, I hate this book. She loves this book, but I'm so tired of reading this book. <laughs> so this book, I actually look forward to, to reading. And it's a series of books. And I think we're on book number two or book number three. So those are really, um, really good. And, and I, I recommend them. Again, if your child is, you know, I would say over seven is typically good. I know she's five, but I'm telling you, she's, she's a mature kid. But if your child is five or six and you feel like they can, you know, take the language or, you know, then, then it's okay. Uh, along those lines, El Hombre Perro is another one that is similar in terms of writing style. They have some words that, that we don't necessarily approve of, but they're still good. It's fun. It's kind of like a graphic novel type book. And those are also a lot of, a lot of fun. But I think between the two, she definitely prefers Los Tipos Malos. And funny enough, Los Tipos Malos is actually in black and white. So that's kind of interesting. So what's working right now for us also are reading on on the tablet or reading apps. And I don't like to do apps a whole lot uh, because she already has so much screen time. And and if you listen to uh, the last episode and, and the episode before that, you know how, how screen time is like affecting the eyes and then it's affecting so many things. And actually, my guest that was going to be on today, that's what we're going to be talking about, about how to help them with their emotional development because whether we like it or not whether we want to believe it or not it is this whole pandemic is having an effect on them and we just want to make sure that it's not going to like traumatize them for life i mean it really is i mean they're definitely not going to forget this period in time but we want to make sure that at least we as parents are doing things proactively to not uh <laughs> to not traumatize them <laughs> i mean it's funny but it's not funny so reading apps a couple of the things that we're doing are one is Eddie. If you saw my Instagram, you saw I did this promo for Eddie. And I honestly, I was very happy to share that with you because it, I've, I've been using it with Victoria for, for a few weeks now. And it's an app that we truly love, not because it was a promo, but because we really like it. And this app is really good because it's not just an app. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like a Netflix, but, but safer and with games, with activities, with so many things that they can do and spend their time. And you don't have to worry about like, what is she watching? Because the content was already like, they already did that process for you. I, I really like that because I had to like on Netflix, I had to go in and individually go and look at the different shows. And see the ones that I would listen to the language and I would be like, no, no, I, no, no, not in my house. Like, I don't want my kids to sound like that. So I had to like individually go in and you can do this if you didn't know that, that you can go into Netflix and 
turn off like certain shows like if, if you don't like the content then you can manu you have to go on you can't do it on the tablet or the phone you have to go to the website uh on on the desktop and you can man manually click on the shows that they're not allowed to watch so like in our house she's not allowed to watch barbie <laughs> maybe it's just me i was just i i, I don't know the, a couple of the episodes that i saw i was like eh, eh no sorry barbie you know, love you, girl, but yeah, not the way you're speaking. And yeah, the app is really good because it's just, it has so much for her to do. It's very entertaining. And yes, in Espanol. I don't know if I, if I said that, but all the content is in Espanol. And, you know, in your bilingual journey, the fact that she cannot click on something else and turn it into English because they're smart like that is amazing. So that's one of the apps that we're loving right now. So we did subscribe to the, um, the Amazon, I don't know, they have a reading program. It's like their reading subscription program. It's like $1.99. These are, are all cheap apps, by the way. Eddie is like $2.99 a month. I think the Amazon is also like $2.99 a month. And the great thing is that, okay, so you have your Espanol and she knows that that's her Espanol. And the Amazon is, they have some Spanish books as well, but they have a lot of great English books. So what I, why I subscribe, I love books. I could buy books. We have a big library. She has a big, I have a big library. But what I love about the subscription is that you can go and read these books. So you pay the subscription, you read your books. And if you love the book, you can just buy it, right? So, and you can say, well, you know, I, that's what I use the library for. I use the library all the time. I used to. Now it's a pain in the ass to go to the library. I don't know about how it is in your home, but in my home, oh my God, it's such a mission to go to the library. They don't, like it's pickup. It has to be a certain time. I have to go online and search for all these books. And then after I search for all these books, I have to, you know, schedule an appointment to pick them up. And then when I pick them up, it's like only for a certain time and I have to sign some paperwork and then come back and then drop off is like another mission. I'm just like, they've made it really difficult. Hopefully it's like only in my area. Like if it's easy in your area, by all means use the library because that's what we used to do is go to the library, check out the books. If we love the books, then we would buy them. But that's not the case now. So so this is like the new alternative. So that's what's working for us now uh, as far as apps are concerned. The AV app, the Amazon, the book subscription. And then, of course, Netflix. We always have Netflix. Okay, so what's working for our bilingual home is traditional books, the apps, and classes. So education. You see that I post, if you follow, you see that I post Victoria taking her uh, Spanish Playdates classes, the virtual classes. I honestly love them now. I would love for her to go with other kids and be in a Spanish classroom, aprendiendo español, because that's number one. If you have that at your fingertips, if you can get them immersed and surrounded by, you know, other kids, la maestra, away from the home, that is ideal when you're raising a bilingual child. But right now, it's not working because nobody's doing these, you know, program, at least where we're at, we're in a state where everything is a little bit more locked down. And that's fine. I'm totally fine with that. So when you're in a state that you're a little bit more locked down, you have to find alternatives. You know, if this wasn't working, okay, what else can can I do? So Spanish Playdates has been a blessing. We started her program. What I love about it is that it's available all the time, anytime. You know, I try to do a schedule. So like Mondays and Thursdays, I tell her, okay, after your regular school, tienes clases de español con Esana. 
And that means that she comes into my office and we turn on the computer, she logs in and she does her class. And it's a pre-recorded class, but you have activities, you have things. It's still like a real class and she treats it like a real class. So she does like the same intro at the beginning. She does the same songs. She even asks them, hola, como estas tu? You know, it's very good. So even though, like kids are funny, even though she she knows, like Victoria knows that it's a pre-recorded class, she thinks I don't know maybe because they're so little she thinks that Miss Anna is there so and and it's really funny because she gets frustrated like if she can't do something because she wants to do everything perfect so I tell her pause it parala and then when she presses play again it's like she's still in her mind like in that cl live class but she loves it she truly loves it I love it because she's doing not it's not just a sit down class she's actually doing hands-on stuff and what I try to do is I try to reinforce what what she's learned in class for now it's been a blessing to to continue having that classroom setting in quotation in the comfort of our home so if you are not able to take your child out to do uh, a Spanish class a live Spanish class and you want a remote option or something that they can do at home in the comfort of, of their home I really really highly recommend it Miss Sun is really good and and I will have a promo code for you for November if you want to sign up I think she's doing a special like uh, Black November <laughs> it's like for the whole month of November she's doing 50% off 50 50% off for her classes which is it's a bargain to be honest I think the the classes end up being like three dollars a class or something like that it, it's ridiculous how it's definitely worth worth the investment I, I'm telling you it's definitely worth it your journey it's not going to be an easy one it's definitely believe me there are days where I, when I wake up and I'm like great and then there are days like where everything is English I because it's easy for me. And and then I'm like, you know, I kind of feel guilty at night because I'm like, Coño, le hablé todo el día en, en inglés. <laughs> I'm thinking in Spanish. But I spoke to her all day in English. I should have spoken more Spanish to her. You know, and you catch yourself. But as long as you continue, it takes a village. It really takes a village. And you have to just continue. As long as you continue, then they're going to thank you for it one day. I know she's going to think she hates me for it right now. But one day she's going to thank me for it. And I'm going to be like, yeah, viste, viste. <laughs> So that's what's working for me. What's not working for us. Inconsistency, I think, is the biggest uh, when I'm not, I'm not consistent. Because I think that this journey, like when you want to raise a bilingual child, that burden is on the parent and many times on the mom. Not if you're a dad and listening, you know, don't take offense. But but really, that, that load is on us. So not that we don't have enough loads already. <laughs> but the reality is that they look up to us and we're the enforcers just like you know we're the enforcers for las tradiciones most of the time you know the same thing happens with the language so it's up to us to continue to push so what's not working is when i'm inconsistent that's not working and i think that that's not just with spanish but that's just with life in general espero que continues i hope that you continue with your journey that that you know you're motivated to to help your kids and just keep at it that's it just keep at it just keep at it we're going to have a break. And uh, next up, we'll talk about what's working with um, homeschool learning. Tranquila, hija, ya casi llegamos. Mira, toma mi teléfono y ve un ratito Daniel Tigre, ¿ok? Sí. 
Ay, yo hago lo mismo con Carlitos. Siempre le doy el teléfono, pero me muero del miedo porque al final no sé qué es lo que está viendo ni con qué se va a encontrar. Ay, te entiendo. Es que por eso mismo yo solo la dejo ver Eddie. Es lo mejor que nos ha pasado para estar tranquilos con lo que Jimena ve en nuestros teléfonos y en su tableta. Se entretiene muchísimo y aprende cosas increíbles. ¿Eddie? ¿Qué es Eddie? ¿No la conoces? Eddie es una aplicación segura para niños. Tiene muchísimos programas que les encantan. Además tiene juegos, libros y actividades que siempre disfrutamos juntas. ¿No, hija? Sí. A Jimena le fascina. Y la verdad, a mí también. Para estar tranquilos, suscríbete a Eddie, la primera plataforma de video segura para niños en edad preescolar, con sus series y personajes favoritos, como Sara y Pato, Molan, Sida el Científico, Heidi y muchos más. Para más información, visita lafamilia.com, lafamilia.com. Okay, as far as homeschool learning, what's working and what's not working, right now we're doing the remote, I don't even know what it's called, they change it like every day, the the hybrid homeschool learning where she goes to school a few days a week and she goes, like today she's at home, so she's learning from home. So what's working is that she's going to school. I mean, I hate to, I don't hate to say anything, this is what, what I believe. It has nothing to do with politics here, but in her school, They have, they set the standards, the parameters, the, the safety precautions. She only has five kids in her class. They're all separated like a mile away. They have, they look like little cars. They have like the plexiglass. It's working. Even if they're not allowed to play with each other, they're not allowed to, uh, they can talk to each other. They're not allowed to be like hands-on with each other, which is like for, for a kid, that's so hard to not be able to like play. Like that's like, you want to play and touch and you know, so. So it's been so hard for her, like being away, you know, from kids. So that, that she's going to school, that she's seeing kids, that's working. That's really working. And if you have a sibling, if your child has a sibling, it's so much easier. It's so much easier because it's entretienen. It just lost. So, you know, they'll play with each other. They'll have fun. But when, when you have an only child, it's really hard and it can get very lonely for them because it's only so much mom and dad can play so it gets it gets it gets to be a little bit difficult so that's working for us is going to school obviously with with the precautions and stuff planning when we plan our days when we go to bed at the time that we're supposed to go to bed we pick out our clothes for the next day we lay out everything when i prepare at the beginning of the week That sets us up for a great week and that works. What's not working is when we don't have a plan or when I get lazy, to be honest, and I'm like, I'm so tired. I don't feel like, I don't want to think about lunch. I don't want to think about dinner. I don't want to think about what to wear. Like you kind of go nuts. You kind of go nuts. And, um, but the bad thing is that when, when you kind of let it go, the next day you're like, oh, Oh, why didn't I set this up? Like, because you're like crazy, crazy in the morning. Like, if you have a good morning, it kind of sets you up. I don't know about you, but when you have a good morning, it sets you up for a good day. When you have a bad morning, when she's cranky, I'm cranky, when, I, when we're just like bickering and, and, and late. And it's like a domino effect, right? That it just, everything kind of goes to, to crap. And the rest of the day is kind of like the same way. So that's definitely not working when, when we don't plan. I want to talk a little bit about what's working in business because in business and career, because I think it's important to see how other people experience things in life and what's working in business. So right now, what's working in business in, in my career. So 
I have a day job and I have my, my side business, uh, my legacy and the podcast, all this. And I've been really busy with my day job. So that's been working. That's been working. They've been very flexible with me and I love them. You want to keep your, your employer happy, but you also want to be happy. And recently it was Latina Equal Pay Day. And it's important as Latinas and as women that we speak up for ourselves, that we start to, I say start to understand our value and our true worth because many times we were brought up to not believe that we're worthy of so many things, that we're not worthy of love, that we're not worthy of a good job, that we're not worthy of being happy. Just so many things that, you know, come from so many generations that we need to be content with where we're at, that we need to be, it's not ladylike or it's not polite to say certain things or, you know, just like the, the status quo, every Latina earns 54 cents compared to one dollar a white non-hispanic male makes for doing the same job so you have to work almost twice as hard okay almost twice as hard to earn the same amount of money in 2020 the fact that that is still happening blows me away just blows me away so you have to dig deeper you have to dig deeper and ask yourself why is that still happening why is that still going on and part of it besides society Part of it is also a cultural thing. And that is up to us to break, you know, those habits, that, that mindset, that mindset that I can't or I shouldn't apply or I shouldn't ask. I'm going to share with you a very personal story of something that happened to me pretty early in my career and how I understood my worth and my value. I was working for a company years ago, years ago, and I wasn't looking for a job. And at the time I was working as a, a costume designer and it was uh, not a secret that I had been doing this for a while and that I was good. I've been doing, you know, I've been in this business for, for almost 20 years or over 20 years. And one of our competitors reached out to me. I wasn't even looking for a job, asked me if I would be interested in interviewing for this job. And I said, you know what? I have nothing to lose. Why not? Okay. So that is number one. Okay. Number one is be open, be open to opportunities. Because I could have easily just said, you know what, I'm happy in my job, I have job security, I have a 401k, I'm earning good money, I don't need to go anywhere. But if a door opens for you, walk through it, see what's on the other side, give yourself that opportunity. Because if you don't give yourself that opportunity, who's gonna give you that opportunity if you don't allow yourself to walk through that door? So I said, okay. So I put my portfolio together, I got ready. And I told my husband, I said, hey, I have an interview. And he was like, oh, okay. And I said, they like what they saw and they have a position available. We had a phone interview, I'll never forget. They loved what, what I saw, the, what, what they heard. I went in, I had a real interview. I showed them my portfolio, they loved it. Great, 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 you know, everything's great. And I'll never forget, I got the phone call from the HR person and we were talking they said okay they want to make you an offer so they gave me a number and i said to her i want ten thousand more than that she said to me excuse me what and i said i want ten thousand dollars more per year and she laughed she flat out laughed on the phone and i said to her i said listen i don't need a job but if they really like what they saw and we're a good fit then the ball is in their hands and I just left it at that. And I told my husband, I, I said this to my husband, I said, if this job is meant to be for me, they're going to come back and I'm going to get that job. And if it's not meant to be for me, 
then what they're going to do is they're just going to say that no, that the offer wasn't accepted. It's a win-win either way because I already have a job and I'm not looking for anything else. My husband said to me, he said, you're crazy. You're crazy. <laughs> and I said, what do I have to lose? If you don't ask, you won't receive and you will never know. So that's a big mistake that we as Latinas make is that we don't ask. We're too afraid. And you have to ask yourself, what am I afraid of and why am I afraid? You have to get to the root of that. So back to the story. So they called me up and I'll never forget the HR lady said to me, she said, I don't know who you are. I don't know what you do. I don't know what you're capable of doing. But in my entire career in human resources, this is a first. She said, congratulations, they're offering you $10,000 more per year. And I said, okay, great, I will take it. And then <laughs> as we were negotiating, negotiate, I was negotiating my bonuses. I negotiated days off. Habla, abre la boca. The universe blessed you with a big mouth. Use it, use it to speak up, use it to speak up. If you don't ask for extra days off, if you don't ask for maybe afternoons off, maybe it's Fridays off, maybe it's flexibility. If you don't ask, okay, you don't receive. But you cannot be complacent and you cannot just accept things just because. And guess what? Because you're Latina, already you're starting lower. So you have to fight even more. Entonces, you're already starting lower. Entonces, si te quedas con la boca callada, you're going to be like way below, right? Use your voice. You have a lot of power. But as Latinas, we doubt ourselves. Well, I doubt myself all the time. I just did a video last week where I was like, I'm scrolling through Instagram. Oh my God, she has like 30,000 followers. She has like 10,000 followers. This company has like, what am I doing? Uh, you know. And then I was like, stop, stop, get over it. And then keep pushing. You have to keep pushing. You have to keep pushing. So fight for what you want. This whole fight starts in your head, though. It really does. Because if, si tú no te lo crees, if you don't believe, you think somebody else is going to believe it. That story that I shared with you, that was a lesson for me for the rest of my life. I walked in, even if I was doubtful, I pretended. And guess what? They believed it too. They believed it too. I was making over six figures. You can you just have to believe it you have to believe it so that's what's working believing that you can this mommy break is brought to you by me legacy shop me legacy shop is a marketplace that i personally created that celebrates our latinx heritage and promotes spanish language learning you can shop our best-selling onesies or child tees with sayings like sana sana colita de rana. Tell the world, I'm not a regular mom, I'm a Latina mom with one of our eco-friendly totes. Or you can also download print-at-home flashcards and educational material that will help your child learn Espanol. Use promo code POD25 or POD25 and get 25% off your first order. That's mi legacy shop spelled M-I-L-E-G-A-S-I shop.com. No te lo pierdas. So today we've been talking about what's working, raising a bilingual or multilingual daughter, what's working with homeschooling, what's working in career, what's working in our personal life. And I want to talk about what's working in relationships. <laughs> so on today's show, I have a very special guest, my husband, who's going to share with us what's working and what's not working during this pandemic and just in general. Percy, honey, thanks for being on. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about yourself. 
Well, I'm Percy. I'm married to uh, the creator of Me Legacy, Jenny Perez. <laughs> I'm a musician, father of our daughter, and uh, yeah, and we reside in uh, the state of New Jersey, which I'm still trying to come to terms with. Thank you for that introduction. <laughs> it's, it's it's the brutal, honest truth. <laughs> So first of all, I want to say happy anniversary. Well, happy anniversary to you too. <laughs> we have been married for 10 years. We have been together for 15 years, which for both of us is, is kind of crazy. So let's talk about what has been working for us in our married life. Well, the fact that we both have our own career and own thing going on and uh, we're able to basically let each other be ourselves. I think it's important that, like in a relationship, each person has their own thing going on for them and their independence. I think it also helps that, in general, I'm not typically a jealous person. So I think that you have to have, when you're married to a musician, you have to have some, some strong sense of self and security, really, because uh, when you have a lot of fans... <laughs> And crazies. <laughs> All sorts. <laughs> it just gets kind of interesting. Yeah. So last year you toured a lot. Like last year was like nonstop touring. It was a little hard for Victoria and I because it was really like the first year that you had been touring like the most. And then you went from touring like two thirds of the year to practically put the full brakes on you haven't toured almost at all this year how has the pandemic impacted you in general i would say in the beginning it was definitely uh, refreshing to be at home for x amount of time and catch up on just catch up on family catch up on uh, everyday life uh, then it got to a point where just things did not feel normal like me being at home so long and having tours, festivals, and concerts being canceled one after another with uh, basically no hope in sight of uh, them being rescheduled and things like this. It's just, it's completely taking a 180 degree turn uh, to a point where it's still something that I'm, you know, I'm trying to deal with on my end. But let's see, well, let's see what the next year has in store. So it'll be interesting. It will be interesting. One thing that I think was working, and I'm just, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but you got a little garden going. <laughs> yes, I have to focus my attention into something, you know? I mean, I if I can, you know, if I can entertain fans, I get to entertain vegetables. He entertains my belly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We had tomatoes. My, my we tomatoes had... and my basil. Oh, the basil was so good. Epic. So good. We had, we had at one point, it was the cucumbers, tomatoes, basil. We had the hottest peppers. Oh, uh, peppers. Ever. Where, I mean, they're so hot that pain is not a flavor. <laughs> so. What has not been working besides the fact that you haven't been touring? I mean, what particularly, you know, doesn't work for me uh, from standing point of being locked in is definitely you know definitely 
the whole change of Brooklyn versus New Jersey. It's uh, definitely getting a lot, getting used to, and uh, it's a different type of living. And I would say anybody that has experienced anything remotely close to that would agree with me. What else is not working for me? The whole idea of limited travel. You know, even if you want to travel for leisure and like, let's say for an example, if we would like to get up and go and travel somewhere, uh, it's, a, it's a whole process. Another thing that doesn't work for me is uh, just the whole, you know, the whole state of uh, hypocrisy going on. You know how, you know, how the pandemic is, well, you know, you, should, you shouldn't do this, but it's okay to do that. Uh, it's, uh, it's really, I don't know, it's really off-balanced guidance to, uh, you know, to, to the human race right now. And it doesn't matter whether we're here, whether we're in Europe, whether we're in South America or anywhere. It's just, for an example, I'm, I'm just, you know, taking, you know, taking the standpoint of, uh, on the art side, you know, it's not just the music, but just arts in general, like theater and music theater and, and everything like this. How is it okay to pack an Airbus 319 with 180 passengers in there, which are stuck in this, you know, safe confinement and cannot move anywhere for three hours, but you can't have one show going on. So there are a whole bunch of things that do not sit well with me, but it's not one of those things. If you can't beat them, join them, but just play your cards. I said this earlier, we're in a state where the measures are a little bit stricter, or I should say they're a lot more stricter. So the whole travel thing is definitely difficult because you have to quarantine and it really limits you. I agree 100%. I, I, I told you that I traveled to Florida and it was just jam-packed like sardines. A lot of people were not wearing their masks. And how that is safer than going to even a small venue, if you will, you know, where you're spread apart and listening to music or, or theater. Like, I honestly don't know, like, what the difference is, <laughs> if you ask me. I understand that they have to be cautious and stuff, but it's just... It just seems it can like it work for one thing and not work for another. Yeah, I, I mean, just, and there's just like no rhyme or reason, and I think that that's that's a big struggle. And I think that I don't know. I don't know if it's going to change. I hope that it changes soon. But it's just, I really miss. I mean, not that I like tend to go out a lot, but if for me, I'm feeling like it's, it's nice to have the option. It's nice absolutely. to have the option and. It's not nice not to have the option. So no, I agree. Really. I agree. You know, of course, with safety standards and whatnot. But I think you can still you can still do that. I mean, I think we were watching some some European channel where they were having a what was it a theater show? Yes. It was really cool though. They had like face coverings, but it was like they had the mask and they had a shield, but they were still performing, and it was still spaced apart. And, mm -hmm. and you know, people could, still it got could to be me. done if if you want to, you can get it done. It's just, it's a matter of uh, whose priority is what. And um, clearly, where we live, that's not, you know, number one priority. Yeah, and like everything. Not even number 21 priority, so. <laughs> so, I agree, I agree. What is working for you? My computer and hopefully my motorcycle soon. <laughs> <laughs> about it no i mean it's uh it's actually it's, it's surprising how um the pandemic is uh kind of like affecting households like all over the world it's very unfortunate that you know some households are struggling to you know to a point where it's taking a toll 
not only on on the financial uh, part of things, but also on mental and also affects relationships and um, it's just it's in very unhealthy ways. I'm very fortunate that we actually it's been it's been working it's been working out for us pretty well. Oh well, um, yeah, I started going to therapy. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> So. Not because of you, but just for my sanity, I, I absolutely, uh, I mean, we had a lot of things, a, a lot of things that were just putting a lot of strain, as many of us have during the pandemic. And it's not necessarily for us, it wasn't a relationship thing. It was just things beyond our control that just up my anxiety. And I was just like, you know what, I need to talk to somebody because for the sake of my sanity and for our home, it's the best thing that I have done for myself. So I can completely say that that's definitely working 100%. And if you have that option, I would, I would highly recommend it just for relationship in general. You know what's working for me? Would you tell? <laughs> Oh. <laughs> how hot you've gotten during this pandemic <laughs> that's because you haven't gone out in a while <laughs> okay. i love you honey <laughs> uh, uh, <me> <laughs> thank you for sharing with us i have a fast run of questions that are going to be fun for you okay if you say so okay go ahead <laughs> We are back, and it is a show tradition that we ask each of our guests the same round of questions. So, Percy, honey, this is your round of questions. What would you say is your biggest struggle as a parent? Oof, uh, probably, um, although I've developed quite a bit of it, especially during pandemic times, I would probably say patience. And you just have less and less time for yourself which for me is uh, super important as far as uh, being in a good mental state and, you know, good state of mind. Yeah, it's not fun when you're in the bathroom and <laughs> all you hear is, Mom, Daddy, <laughs> anybody? <laughs> what is the best piece of advice that you've ever gotten from another parent or your mom? Quite frankly, I've gotten tons of great advices from my mom in particular, uh, just to be patient and just to uh, try to instill certain habits into your child from early age. You know, teach him kindness and teach him politeness and teach him how to be a decent person from, from the get-go because uh, it stays forever. It does indeed. Okay, finish the sentence. Being married to a Latina, I? Being married to a Latina, I, I, I. Ay, ay, ay. No comment. <laughs> no, it's actually, it's, 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 it's been great because uh, considering that we're coming from completely different cultural backgrounds. By the um, way, my husband is Bulgarian, if I haven't mentioned that today. Bulgarian and all sorts of, you know, Balkan roots and stuff like that. So, you know, basically a Mediterranean mix. <laughs> <laughs> <Mux>. <laughs> 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 no, 
yeah, I mean, it's considering that both our cultures are uh, so different, you know, it's uh, it's great that, you know, the way both, both of us have been brought up, you know, we are able to get along and, you know, find a lot of common language about certain things. And, uh, yeah. It is interesting because even though our countries are so far away from each other, I think we, our cultures do share a lot of common ground in the sense of the, the strength and bond that a family has is like at the top of the list, but also, you know, instilling in our kids to be proud of their culture, to pass down their culture and their heritage to know where they come from. I know your family is, is amazing artistically and creatively and for our daughter to have that and be a point of conversation for the rest of her life. I hope that she can grow up and really treasure and value that. Yes, that's up to us. What is your favorite Latino dish? It doesn't have to be Colombian. It could just be in general. Probably tacos. They're the least invasive. <laughs> yeah, that and pan de bono. That and pan de bono, absolutely. What Hispanic home remedy do you just don't understand? Well, I'm not familiar with all of them, so... But is there something that I do or that my mom does that you're just, like, rolling your eyes, like, why? <laughs> oh, no, because I'm pretty sure I can, you know, I can match you with some Bulgarian or Greek remedies as well. <laughs> oh, wait a second. Didn't did you do that garlic with lemon thing? That's just... <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of like a conflict of interest that makes sure, but... Okay, but if it works, it works. So when I have a cold, I do a concoction of garlic with lemon, honey, and sometimes I'll do I'll throw in a little echinacea tea bag, and I think that works. So I'm just saying. Okay, Percy. Okay. What do you want your legacy to be? I'm still working on it. I want my legacy to be. See, that's not fair. This question is not fair. <laughs> I, I cut you off guard. Yeah. Um, I want my legacy to be recognizable. And I wouldn't say like a, you know, like a measuring point for things, but uh, definitely something that it will stand its time and uh, being able to bring positivity and instill positivity. And uh, just like in, in our immediate, immediate family lives and, uh, and our daughter and like that but as i said i'm still working on it and i'm still working on the answer as well thank you for sharing okay <laughs> i love you i love you too <laughs> thank you for being on that's it i won't torture, torture you anymore okay i'll go to my room now <laughs>
Como siempre, mil gracias. And if you'd like to connect with me, you can find me on Instagram at the Latina Mom Legacy or at Mi Legacy, spelled M-I-L-E-G-A-S-I. You can also sign up for La Lista and stay up to date with everything that's going on by simply clicking on the show notes in your podcast platform or visit thelatinamomlegacy.com and click on today's episode. You'll also find links to today's recommendations and show special. Support this podcast by going to anchor.fm forward slash the Latina Mom Legacy and sign up for the 99 cent monthly boost. Your support will ensure the podcast can continue to empower you to connect, create, and carry on your Latinx heritage. That's anchor.fm forward slash the Latina Mom Legacy. Un beso, un abrazo, y hasta la próxima. Ciao, ciao. What do you want your legacy to be? 